This is the Partnership Podcast, where we bring you all things business from the Vail Valley, including business news, current issues, advocacy alerts, community conversations, and more. Presented by Vail Valley Partnership. This is the Partnership Podcast. It's Eric Williams. I am so glad to be with you. Uh, my guest today, Leslie Robertson, we're usually sitting across from each other. We're usually hanging out, but we're doing it over the computer today. Uh, one of us has the sniffles. I won't tell you which one, but uh, we're being very safe. How are you? I'm doing well. Thank you. Not like you have, not like you're the one with the sniffles or anything. I was just asking how you were like, you know, emotionally. (laughs) Right. No, emotionally, I'm great. I'm so happy to be here. Oh, good. That's it. And uh, obviously you are with Speak Up, Reach Out, Awareness and Brand Manager. It's a cool title. Tell me what you, what you do over there. What's a day-to-day look like? That's a great question. So (laughs) my, my title and, and truly what I do the most of is, marketing, public relations, really trying to get the word out about what we do. However, we are a staff of five. And so we are all chipping in when it comes to being at events and trying to spread awareness. We are all trainers. And so we go into the schools, we do suicide prevention trainings, we go into businesses and organizations and do suicide prevention trainings. So day to day can look very different just depending on what sorts of trainings we have scheduled, what yeah. schools we're going into, what events we've got going on. Is that, does that work with your brain? You like something different every day? <laughs> Sometimes the every day is hard. Yeah. <laughs> Last week I had three school sessions over two days. I had an evening film screening, um, an Eagle County Gibbs meeting. I had a training at the Vail Valley Foundation. So when I have things every day like that, I tend to not know what day of the week it is. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> but like I do like, I like that it's not monotonous, that I get to do different things. Yes. Yeah. And, and what you do makes a difference. And I'm going to take a step back because you and I just jump right in. But for those people who might not know, I mean, Speak Up, Reach Out is something that we know in this valley. This is something that I imagine... Most of the people uh, have some general knowledge, but uh, if people are listening from somewhere else, speak up, reach out. It's a, it's your elevator pitch, but I like to say it's a long elevator. So what would you tell people what you do? So we talk about suicide. We primarily are in the business of teaching people to be aware of suicide, you know, what's going on in our community. We try to teach prevention and education. Um, so really letting people know what are the signs that someone is struggling? What are the risk factors that you can watch for in yourself and in others? What are the resources? How do you have the really kind of hard conversations where you ask someone, you know, are you thinking about suicide? That's really what we try to drive home a lot in our messaging. So we're kind of in that intervention um, part of suicide prevention. We also try to work on connection. Connection is very important. We also help those who have lost loved ones to suicide. We help those suicide loss survivors on their healing journeys. So we kind of bookend the actual crisis intervention. That's what your Hope Center and Colorado Crisis Services does and does very, very well. But sometimes people think we're a crisis line and we are not that. We educate, um, we spread awareness, we try to spread hope and help those suicide loss survivors. Yeah. It's it just it's interesting to me that uh, your job is marketing, your job is storytelling and get the message out there. But uh, it's inherently about something that people don't want to talk about. Mm, so yes. how, does, how does how do you reconcile that in your brain? I'm supposed to market something that no one wants <clears throat> to hear about. <laughs> you know, it's interesting. I I find suicide prevention and the message 
so hopeful. Like if you know what to recognize and how to help someone and who doesn't want to help someone, I, we're all kind of hardwired to be compassionate and care and want to do good and want to help others. So to me, I get really excited about it, but you are correct. You're at, you know, say an event where we've got a table and we have all of our resources and speak up, reach out in and of itself. If you don't know what we do, you don't know that that's necessarily suicide prevention. So sometimes we have people walk up and they find out what they do and they kind of smile and go, oh, that's great. And walk off. (laughs) And other times it really opens up great conversations because people want to talk about it and tell you their experiences. You know, there's still a lot of stigma attached to talking about suicide. So when people find that safe space and that person they can talk to, they really want to talk to you and tell you what they've experienced, or they'll thank us for what we're doing. So it's, it's kind of two extremes. Yeah, yes, it really yeah. is. It, it's it's interesting to see the reactions. But I like that it's hope. And that uh, that's what you're delivering is a message of hope overall, you know, you're educated, and you're hoping you're making the world better. You're not, to, you know, just <clears throat> focus on something dire and tough. It's how do we change this? How do we change the whole idea? And on that note, I know, by the way, for those of you out there in podcast land, we didn't prep any of this. It's just, I love that, that it's just go, uh, yeah. it's spur of the moment conversation. So, you know, I've, we know in this valley that uh, there is a uh, an inordinately high number of suicides uh, in this community. When people come from outside this community and look at this, they say, why would that ever exist? This is Happy Valley. I've asked a lot of different providers this over the years, mm-hmm. through on the radio and television and different things, and everyone has kind of similar, but also answers that diverge in different ways. And I think it's important that we hear all the perspectives. What's your perspective on that answer is that why is our suicide rate so incredibly high and a place of such you know beauty and hope is what I see right but, but not everyone does no that's a great question because we do you know a lot of us moved here because we consider it paradise we get to hike in these beautiful mountains and ski or snowboard or enjoy all the things that people come here on vacation to do this is our everyday life which is really cool um but our valley is a hard place to live We talk a lot and we're really focused on the crisis intervention part of suicide prevention. Like how can we catch people before they attempt suicide or before we we call it um, kind of the upstream and downstream. Like how do we catch, we're working on the downstream part primarily right now. How do we catch the people before they go over that waterfall? We really need to work on the upstream. And I think the upstream part will answer your question. You know, Housing is super hard here, very expensive, very hard to find. It has been for years Um, and it's not a quick or easy fix. So it's something we're still struggling with. Um, Job burnout can be a big one. I know a lot of businesses and especially, um, well, even prior to COVID, you know, we're short staffed. It's hard to find workers when workers can't find housing. So you've got a lot of job burnout. Um, Healthcare is hard up here and expensive it's financially sometimes can be challenging. And you also get a lot of people who move here without a support system. And so they don't have family nearby or good friends. And, you know, you and I have been in the Valley for many years now. And like for myself personally, I have a lot of friends who have been here many years as well. But I remember when I first moved to Vail, you know, you'd make friends and they'd leave at the end of the season. And it was the same the next year. And I had a roommate who said, I'm not making new friends anymore because they always leave. Yeah. So that connection and support system is hard to find. 
and substance abuse is rampant in our community. And I mean, when you first move out here as, you know, I moved out straight after college, you're still in party mode and you're working and you're having a great time. And some people don't ever get out of that. And it does become a substance abuse situation, which Mm -hmm. you're not making good decisions when, when that's your coping mechanism, you know? Um, And there is, there has been some studies done as to how high altitude might affect um, just, you know, things like brain chemistry and, and are you risk averse or taking more risks than you normally would like things like that. But there, there's not enough study on that to really put it in there. But so there's a lot of different. No, there are a lot of different factors that you bring up there, but yeah, Yeah. it all kind of circles around, uh, you know, the same things that we talk about uh, in any other mental health capacity and any other job challenges, employee retention, you know, it's, it's all of those same pieces. It's housing, it's childcare. And yeah, those, yeah, childcare. Those yeah. other buckets may be that uh, it's a tough place to live. And yeah, right. as people have lived here a long time, you know that you have to really struggle to do it and it's worth it. But uh, but sometimes that journey is hard. Right. Yeah. All right. right. Well, thank you for those upstream uh, thoughts. I like that too. That's that's where we want to get. So let's talk about uh, there's a obviously this is uh, we're coming kind of at the end of the where we're, when we're recording this uh, of Suicide Prevention Month moving into October. And uh, I thought you'd take a break after Suicide Prevention Month. But October is I looked at the calendar. It's packed. It is packed. Yes. So so where, where are some of the ways in which you are out there in the community? So we are out in the community. We've got um, in October, a big event that we did last year. This will be our second year to host it called This Is My Brave. And This Is My Brave is a national organization that their hashtag is storytelling saves lives. And so it's, it's a program where we are bringing locals to the stage to, in some creative fashion, whether it's song or dramatic monologue um, or some comedy, we bring locals to the stage who've struggled with things like suicidal thoughts or mental illness or substance abuse, you know, or trauma, PTSD comes up um, more frequently than I would expect. Um, but we're bringing them to the stage to share their stories. You know, they have all struggled with whatever their personal struggles are. They have found things that work for them. They have found treatments that have helped. They have made it through to the other side, so to speak. Um, And of course, it's always a journey. It's always ongoing, but they're sharing their stories, which is really hopeful because we can get through these hard things. People do live with mental illness or have gotten past substance abuse or can move past trauma and have these wonderful, successful, happy lives. And it's such a great message to share with those in our community who might be in the midst of that themselves and they think they're alone. They think there's no way out. Um, So hearing these hopeful stories is just, it's very inspiring and impactful. So this will be our second year doing it. And we're very excited. And that's what students and that's what people need to know. Or I mean, I I go to students in my head. That's the first thing, Mm -hmm. but obviously it's people of all (laughs) stripes and sizes and ages. Right. uh, Right. But you need to be able to see someone uh something to look up to someone who's been there and these aren't uh like these are reachable people that uh, yes. is my brave this is and they're locals you may this. know yeah. yeah 
And I'm maybe I still struggle every day. I, I, you know, I know a few of the folks that spoke last year and so impactful to those people that were there. So I'm glad that's coming back. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. What's the date again on that one? It's October 19th. Boom. There we go. You heard it here. We'll be at the Villar Center. So we're very excited about that. Ooh, yeah. That's going to be a real cool place to present. What an intimate, oh, that's, there's going to be, that's going to be a special room. Yes. Yep. And we, we have plenty of room for everyone who wants to come. (laughs) <laughs> awesome. <laughs> this is my brave on uh, October 19th. So uh, one of the things that uh, was happened in this past month is the, the you know, the memorial, the day of memory. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, that happened. Can you talk a little bit about that and the, how it's changing to include the Hispanic community? Yes. So we host a, an annual memorial ceremony every year. We've done it for 11 years. Um, it's for suicide loss per- survivors to come together honor their loved ones, honor themselves in their grief journeys, because grief is hard, regardless of how a loss occurs, it can be um, harder. And, you know, there's some perceived shame, sometimes when it's lost, lost by suicide. Um, So it really is a great community to bring together. And we have speakers where they can learn about you know, different aspects of grief, how to, how to continue on their grief journey, good things they can do for themselves and just really honor, um, everyone that we've lost because I mean, in our community, I think people don't hear about suicide that often, but you'd be surprised at how many people have been impacted and lost people to suicide. I've lost two people to suicide. Um, and a lot of people have been touched by it. So just as a really nice open and, um, really hopeful gathering for all of the people who who still need to honor their loved ones and do that sort of memorial um memorial type of ceremony. Yeah. What we are doing because it it's it's not as much geared towards the Hispanic community. The Hispanic community has different um different things they do just culturally. And so we have a gentleman on our team. He started working for us last year. His name's Elian Marquez, and he's our Hispanic program specialist. He also works a lot with youth, but we are um, starting a new tradition this year for the Hispanic community where we're going to host a Dia de los Muertos gathering in November. So it will do um, have a lot of um, dancers and kind of those folk celebrations that they do in building altars and we'll have great food and just really meeting our Hispanic community in a way that's meaningful to them so that they can also memorialize those they've lost, whether it's to suicide or or some other manner. Like we're we're trying to welcome everybody to this, but we really do want to reach that community and also give them an outlet that they that they probably need. We all yeah. need that. Yeah, everyone needs that. I think that's really cool that uh, we're trying to be as inclusive as possible and include the community, but meeting people where they're at and, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, you know, culturally, physically, whatever it may be. I think that's exactly. Uh, yeah, that's what uh, that's what you guys do so well over there, uh, which is uh, an important part of this, <laughs> this nonprofit and this message. What else am I looking forward to? We also have, um, we're doing a film screening in oh, November. Yes, that's right. Yes, it's called, the film is called My Sister Live. And it is about um, Tess, who lost her sister Liv to suicide. The family, I believe, lives in Denver. And we're going to have, their foundation is called the Live Project. And so we're going to not only screen the film, which tells their story and you know, how they've sort of gone through that grief journey and what they've learned and what they want to share with other people. It's it's them telling their story as well, which is so important. But we're going to have some 
folks from the Live Project come up and be part of a panel discussion following the film screening. Um, we are really trying to encourage kids to come, anyone over 14. Um, this is for them. This is for their parents. It's such a good message and something I think really those teens and their parents should see. Yeah. can start some great discussions, um, just build more awareness. You know, we've learned from some of the youth that we go into train that they have a very hard time talking to their parents about things like this. So this can help start that conversation, maybe make it a little less uncomfortable. Um, and just, you know, people get through suicide loss. It can be, it is devastating. Um, but you can get through it. Some good can come from it if you choose to go that route. Yeah. And I think just talking about it, knowing that there are alternatives, knowing that there's hope is is really, really important for our youth to hear and their parents. Yeah. Yeah. And especially hearing that together. And then the, the panel humanizing, you know, sometimes what you see on the screen can pretend, you know, be a movie. It can be make pretend mm -hmm. in your head. <laughs> but, right. But uh, no, when you when you put the panel up there and those real people that were there, mm -hmm. it changes. And you can life. ask them any question you want. Yeah. And if you don't want to ask during the panel, they're usually hanging out afterwards and you can talk to them individually. So it's just a great way to to have those conversations, get some questions answered, learn what's worked for other people. There's a quote that we shared around the office not too long ago uh, when we were talking about going out and going out to the public. And it said, be brave enough to have a conversation that matters. And uh, mm. I think that uh, I love that. Isn't that cool? I that think is that's cool. The, that's what you uh, at Speak Up Reach Out. You are living uh, that message. You're living that quote. You're living that message. And uh, we appreciate that as a community. Um, anything else you want to share with us before we send you away into podcast land? Yes. As we close out Suicide Prevention Month, mm -hmm. it can't just be Speak Up Reach Out and your Hope Center and Vail Health Behavioral Health striving to reduce suicide in our community. It really does need to be everyone in our community. And there's so many things people are doing, um, volunteering, you know, having connections with others, reaching out with a kind message, sharing information. There's so many things people do that just in and of itself are suicide prevention that people don't think about. So really, I think thinking about being compassionate making social connections that is so, so important. Um, and thinking about what actions they can take. So anyone listening here can take to prevent suicide. We offer free trainings. Um, we do it in businesses that will have us come in. We There's a, a partnership we have with All Points North where they have a free QPR, which is question, persuade, refer. It's a suicide prevention training that they offer the general public can come to. So if your place of business does not host a training, you can go to that. Um, follow All Points North, the newer treatment center up in Cordillera, just for those yes. of us that might not. Uh, which oh, is yes, yes. Doing some incredible work in our community as well. Yeah. They are doing some incredible work. Um and do, you know, do something like follow us on Facebook and share our posts, follow yeah. us on Instagram, share our posts. Like really, we really need to reach as many people as we can in our community. And the more people we can educate about what to watch for and what to do and what the resources are, you know, that's going to help us lower our instance of instances of suicide. Yeah. So we need the public involved yeah. and it, it doesn't have to be, thing, but yeah. yeah, it doesn't have to be a crazy amount of involvement, but help us, <laughs> help us well, help I, our community. 
And as one who's been through these trainings before, and if I can put myself in other people's shoes for a moment, you know, if you're a little bit nervous, I wouldn't ever want to be in this situation. Who would want to ever be in this situation? But right. should you find yourself with someone who may be that, or even your own self having those thoughts, wouldn't it be great to know the couple of steps that you're supposed to take? And it that's one of the things that you do is such clear steps uh, throughout that program. Here is where you could go. Here's the places that we go. Here's the most trusted resources. And it's yeah. so it doesn't become something about you. It becomes about helping others. Right. And here's a script. Like here, yes. here's, here are things you can say yes. so that you're not, you know, if you, a lot of people contact us and they say, I don't know what to say. I don't know how to have the conversation. Yes. We can, we can help you with that. Yeah. I think yeah. that's, uh, I think the work you do is amazing. I encourage all of those businesses. Like I said, uh, personally, I'm, I feel like the hair loss guy. No, I have been in those, uh, <laughs> I've been in those training sessions and they're incredibly valuable. Uh, so I encourage you as a business to do that. Uh, how do they get in touch with you? How do they figure all this out? They can go to our website. They, up, the people. The people. Uh, speakupreachout.org. We've got a training tab at the top that lists all the trainings that we offer. You can email us directly from that page. Um, or anyone can email info at speakupreachout.org. There we go. I, yeah. You know, thank you for joining us on Zoom too. I didn't even sound that sniffly the whole no, time. No, you didn't. You sound great. Trying to uh, be as clean as possible on the microphone. Thank you for the work that you do and uh, for your entire team. And uh, I mean, for being willing to say those words. I sometimes think of uh, that there's jobs in this world and there's callings. And I do believe that uh, your team and the work that you're doing that uh, falls in the land of calling rather than just a job. So thanks for what you do for our community. You're welcome. Thanks for having me on so I can talk about it. I you love what? it. Uh, Leslie's our awareness and brand manager with Speak Up Reach Out. Uh, you can find them at speakupreachout.org. This is Partnership Podcast, and it's been a pleasure talking to all of you. Leslie, have a lovely day. Thanks. You too. Be sure to subscribe to the Partnership Podcast on whatever platform you're listening right now and find more resources at valleypartnership.com. Vale